Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Hi, I'm Gabe. I'm Kelly. I'm Hannah. Who? Hannah. How are you? I'm new. (laughs) Hi, where are you from? I live in Akron, now commute to Cleveland, will be moving to Lakewood. I am the new Northern Ohio field organizer. Hey, welcome. She's me, but in in the northern part of the state. Yes. This is exciting. Very exciting. This is your, what, like first week? My first week, my third, fourth day. Okay. Yes. You started on Monday. It is now Thursday. That means fourth day? Yes. Podcasting already. First podcast. First podcast ever that I've ever been on. Ah, we should have told you. You need to speak directly into the microphone. There we go. (laughs) Should have done a sound check. (laughs) Yes. Good call. Uh, Okay, so uh, you're from Akron. Tell us your background. Yes. What brought you here? What got you to where you are now in your life? How old are you? Do you have any children? (laughs) All right, let's see. Born in Florida. Florida. Moved to New York. (laughs) Grew up on Long Island. High school in Pittsburgh. College in Ohio. Do you have a baseball allegiance? Yankees. Yankees forever. Born and bred. Sorry. Who's your team? But like a true fan. Like, not bandwagon. Like, real real Yankees fan. That's not going to help. I was like, why is that better? (laughs) (laughs) That's not better. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't don't tell people that in <laughs> I grew up a Braves fan, um, and I went to a Cincinnati Reds game where I was not the home team. That was, like, the first game I'd ever gone to where I was not the home team, and it was very weird. Yeah. I was like, yay, and nobody else was, and I was like, oh, no. We, um, yeah, we always rooted for the Reds. Um, it's kind of up I-75 on the western half of the stage, just your Reds fans. And um, they won the World Series on my birthday in 1990? Uh, yes. <laughs> so like a month after I was born? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I was thrilled that day. That was like my best birthday ever. You were what, 11? I was, I was some age. You were almost 12. <laughs> Thank you. I, I turned 12. Yes. Yes. I remember. Because you're <laughs> that many years older than me. So anyways, the people in the community that you'll be organizing in love the Indians and they hate the Yankees because the Yankees are evil. I think I feel it's like universal unless you're a Yankees fan. Like yeah. I, I'm not even in the same conference as a Braves fan. I still hate the Yankees. Right. But I'm, I'm proud to I'm proud to say I mean because I got a big old decal on my back uh, of my a car. Decal. 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 <laughs> <laughs> on the back of my car, not my back. That's the only thing you have in your car is a Yankees decal. I do. That's a weird choice. <laughs> no, not, pro, not no pro Yankees choice fan. Yeah, no pro choice stickers. No, no liberal stickers. Just a Yankees decal. So how did you get to Ohio? <laughs> Um, so I went to high school in Pittsburgh and then realized that I wanted a place for college that was close enough that I could go home if I wanted to, but probably would choose not to. And then far enough away that they wouldn't come visit me on the weekends. Okay. So I chose Kent. (laughs) I loved Kent. Uh, and then from Kent state, I just kind of stayed in that general area, moved to Akron. And then we are now myself and my boyfriend and my dog are now moving to Lakewood. Next week, next weekend. (laughs) Lakewood's nice. Lakewood is very nice. My best friends live there. His best friends live there. So, so, so what's your background? What what were you doing for work before you, before you joined the NARAL team? Before I joined the NARAL team, I was working for the Battered Women's Shelter and the Rape Crisis Center in Summit County. Um, I did that for about two and a half, 
almost three years. Incidentally, where you're not allowed to talk about abortion thanks to Ohio law. Sort of. <laughs> you're like allowed to, but not allowed to. But but not allowed to. Yeah. Yes, um, which was a hard conflict of interest for me. Um, but I did everything from education and outreach, uh, community engagement, to direct service. I did a lot of training. I managed the volunteer team of about 150. I, I did a lot of stuff. Yeah. And then I got this opportunity, and I jumped 5,000 feet in the air for it, and now I'm here. That is almost a mile. <laughs> Sorry. So I didn't, I didn't quite jump a mile for it, but like close. Yeah. yeah. Just, just shy of a mile. Yeah. Okay. Well, welcome. Almost We're, a football field short of a mile. <laughs> yes. We're thrilled that you're here. Um, so it's, this is the, the first time in a while where we've had a, a full NARAL team. Uh, it keeps growing. Yes, I've heard. Um, we've, we've got a lot to do. So. <laughs> We're up to 10 staffers total. That's pretty total. well crazy. I know. In 2014, it was what, two? Two. Mm-hmm. It was two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, our boss is freaking out all the time about the increase of staff. So Really? Um, freaking out? In it's, a good way. In a good way. She's got to ex- extract things from her brain and give them to other people's brains, which is hard. <laughs> yeah, it's intimidating. So, okay. Um, so your turf is the whole northern half of the state. Isn't so, it? It's anything north of Mansfield, isn't it? I don't know. It's. I think it's anything north of Mansfield. Half. Cleveland, Kent, Akron, Canton, uh, Toledo. Youngstown, Toledo. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think Ashland, like, I like those are your main cities, but I think anything north of Mansfield is. Your territory and anything south is mine. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Because, That's good to know. Because for, for listeners, the, the two of you are the the field team. Yes. <laughs> All of us. Yeah. So <laughs> so both of you combined cover the whole state of Ohio. Which yep. is fine. So. It's not a lot at all. <laughs> yeah. It's not too much. No. At all. Don't have Please help. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so Kelly, uh, this weekend you went to Dayton. Why? I did there. Okay. So, um, there was an anti-choice rally that actually representative on Tony spoke at my uh, favorite friend. Uh, yeah. As soon as, as somewhat like how, how long term would it be? Like maybe six months, six months. <laughs> if you've been listening for six months, you know how much I love representative on Tony. And by that, I mean, not at all. Um, uh, but yeah, he spoke. Um, so Emma Neves, I think is her name. She organized a, a, a counter rally um, and it was on a Sunday. So it wasn't a clinic day and we don't support counter rallies when they are like while patients are there. Right. Please do not counter protest outside clinics. Yeah. But like it was not, it was a Sunday. It was not a clinic day. There were no patients. There was no staff. So we're like, yeah, go for it. Have fun. Um, so we went out and we counter protested. Uh, Joy Schwab from the Demon- Dayton Women's Rights Alliance was there and helped put it together. And there were a lot of speakers and it was really cool. So I got to give kind of an overview of like the bands that have been going on, like that have been introduced in 2018 and like we're working on. Um, and I got to, I got to have like paint some cool signs that did not come home with me. And I was a little sad about that. So (laughs) somebody out there has a very well loved anti-choicers are boring sign. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, I saw that sign. It's such a good sign, isn't it? it? It's a great sign. (laughs) We'll make other copies of that. I I have to, it's my favorite. (laughs) I think that also used to be your Twitter bio. Yeah. I think, no, it's not my Twitter bio. It is my, Facebook bio and <laughs> right now Twitter um, bio is reclaiming God's rainbow. No, no, my Twitter bio is uh, <laughs> what is it? It's mocking God's rainbow. Mocking or, God's rainbow. Because uh, apparently that's what I do. The antis hate that the gays have taken over the rainbow. They claim that it's God's rainbow, and how dare the gays take it? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I'm not. I'm not even gay. <laughs> I'm not a gay woman, but I guess I'm. I'm read as a lesbian quite often, and I'm fine with this. Uh, when I was working at the clinic, I had a patient who had to reschedule, and but I wasn't working there any longer. And so my friend who took over my position, she was like, "Yeah, somebody was asking you about you." I was like, "Oh yeah, what they say?" So they said, uh, "They said last time they were here, they saw." The short-haired lesbian who said, <laughs> right on, a lot. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> uh, so that's how I'm read, even though I am not. But I'm not going to fault you for it. So it doesn't hurt my feelings to be read as a lesbian, because lesbians are pretty great. Yeah. Did you see uh, Cynthia Nixon as she's running for the governor yes. of New York was called an unqualified lesbian? I did. I, I loved her response um, of a... Uh, she did not take the exam, uh, which is, she didn't, but uh, I don't remember specifically what it was. It, it was something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, she didn't take the exam for it, but there was, <laughs> there was a lot of paperwork. I, that's I, very similar to what it was. I think, My favorite yeah. reply was, man, you should have done it. The oral exam was great. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's such a stupid insult. That yes. lesbian. Unqualified lesbian. <laughs> yeah. It's it's I like it's funny because like that seems to be like the biggest insult antis can come up with for some of us is like oh you're a lesbian it's like um a no b <laughs> even if I was who cares right oh wait you you care okay. I'm not but these people here are and they're my friends lesbians so. <laughs> lesbians who get abortions yeah. uh, that's not really a huge overlap but all right right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but so you were there in protest, uh, in, in counter protest against Dayton area antis, mm-hmm. um, led by representative Antani. I don't know if he was led by them. He definitely spoke and he, um, he has like called for that clinic to be closed before. Yes. Uh, and he's always a pain in the ass during like testimonies and like when he, we have hearings. So, right. Um, I didn't, I didn't actually, I restrained myself because I had to be a NARAL rep, but I did not antagonize Antani. I really wanted to use my bullhorn to be like, Hey, Antani, actually, no, Hey, Naraj, you suck. (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't. I can't say for the people who attended with me. Yeah. If there were reporters there. No, there weren't. They didn't show up until the end, like after everybody was gone. Last time they got the whole thing on video. No. So. There was some live video from Feminist Flag Corps, though, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to meet them. Oh, my God. They're oh, so you good. Will. You uh, will. <laughs> um, but these sort of protests led by, you know. Whoever. People who don't matter. Led by the antis. <laughs> it, it's sort of a, a blending of. Some, some maple lady. Oh, yeah. I, I can't think of her name. Yeah, um, one of one of the Dayton area uh, antis. Yeah, um, she's, she's she's she'll she'll probably hear her name on this podcast and then post about it on Facebook and then somebody will know will see it. So yeah, uh, we'll find thanks out. for the views. <laughs> thanks for listening, Maple Lady. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's now her nickname. Yeah, Christine Maple, something uh, like that. <laughs> oh, I can't think of it. Um, it's not important. Uh, but so this is is kind of the intersection between protest groups that want to discourage women from getting abortions by Mm -hmm. making it unpleasant outside of clinics Mm -hmm. and legislators who are attempting to create bills Mm -hmm. uh, to actually have formal policies that block women from accessing care. Uh, And so occasionally they come together uh, in this little horrible stunt that, (laughs) uh, that they pulled. Honestly, I don't even know who put together their protest. doesn't matter. Yeah. Boring people. But it's it's helpful to see that both the protesters and the legislators are all working towards the same goal. Mm-hmm. 
they're coming at it from different sides and mm-hmm. one of them looks like, you know, that they're just a bunch of people with signs and the other ones are, oh, those are our lawmakers. Yeah. But they're all just anti-abortion activists working I mean, through whatever channels they have. I mean, it's it's kind of like they talk, out, like the legislators talk out of two sides of their mouth, like they condemn clinic violence and like violence in general and like being a jerk, but like then like speak at their rallies. So whatever. Right. And you know, if, if you have a protester outside that's saying that abortion is murder, but then you have a legislator who's creating a bill speaking of which that equates sorry. abortion with murder. It's, it's basically the same inflammatory language just that one of them is in code. Did you see what happened in Idaho? I did not. Okay, so there's a state senator in Idaho, and I cannot remember his name because he's an anti, and I don't, and I don't care because it's Idaho and it's not really that close to me. But there were, like, several students, I don't know if it was, like, a, like 300. It looked like it was, like, at least 20 or 30 from the University of Idaho, from their Planned Parenthood Generation Action. They went to their capital to meet with their state senator to talk to them, and he is shouting at them to get out of his oh, office. Yeah. yeah. He's, like, like telling them, like, abortion is murder. Get out of here. You're, like, what you're doing stinks. He says stinks. They're <laughs> <laughs> stinks. Uh, and it's just, it's crazy. Yes. Yeah. So there, I mean, you have like the prim and proper antis <laughs> and then you have the actual bat crap. I can't, that's a, that sounds ridiculous. The ridiculous, I can't say mm. we're on the radio, so I can't say what I actually want to say. I was told. I know. Yeah. So <laughs> what's that word for bat crap? Oh, there's like a word, like people who go into caves have to deal with it. Oh, guano. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely <your> guano. <laughs> guano insane. That's a weird phrase. <laughs> um, so, like, there's really not any difference when it comes down to, like, your votes. It's just how you present yourself, <laughs> and they're all crazy. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been to... I'm also a clinic escort at, at uh, preterm, and I have never been to an, um, a, like, escorted when there were legislators there. Like, any sort of anti-protest that was the combined. It's mostly just the, the crazies. I mean, I would really, really hope that legislators would be smart enough not to come during a clinic day, but who knows? I don't know. I, being elected into office is not a sign of intelligence. You're right. Automatically. <laughs> You're right. So, I mean, some of them are really brilliant, and some of them are terrific friends of ours, but then there are others. <laughs> Who are not. <laughs> or guano. <laughs> is that the title, this one? Guano Insane? <laughs> I think so. I love it. It was going to be Meet Hannah, but now it's just guano. <laughs> <laughs> Meet Hannah slash guano. It'll be a great title. Yeah. Um, okay, so that wasn't the only march this weekend. No, not not even a little bit. Um, there were you actually marches. went on Saturday. Yes, um, I went to the March for Our Lives in Columbus. Did you go in um, Cleveland or Akron? I was in Akron? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How was Akron's? It was great, actually. One of my really good friends, who is the community education manager for the Battered Women Shelter in Summit County, she spoke and did a really great speech that was comparing uh, domestic violence and abusers and how that fits in with um, people that commit mass shootings. And it was really inspiring and wonderful. And so I had a great time. I mean, even having a gun in your home, like, I mean, shocker to no one listening, hopefully, like having a gun in your house increases like the likelihood of like being killed by a gun, Mm -hmm. like at least threefold. I don't know. It's probably more than that. A lot, a lot. Yeah. I mean, you can't be shot if there's no gun there. Correct. Uh, yeah, Columbus's march was amazing. Cold, um, I heard. It was a little cold. You know, it it's weird because you, you walk out in the backyard to get in the car, and you're like, oh, this feels fine. But then you get downtown, and suddenly the wind just hits those buildings really? and dissipates. And, and just you get 
breeze blowing at you from all angles. So it was yeah. chilly. It actually wasn't that cold. The sun was out. It was pretty nice. Yeah. yeah it didn't look sunny cold. here. Um, but it was it was a huge <coughs> crowd. Uh, the dispatch uh, had some drone photography photography from above and they estimated the crowd at about 5,000 people. Wow. Um, it was interesting because normally when I go to a march, it's something that we're organizing or participating in formally mm-hmm. to attend someone else's march on an issue that I care about, but I'm not like working on. That's right. That's how I felt too. It's weird. You kind of get to see how they're doing things and spot the little mistakes that they're making. <laughs> <laughs> you are so rude. <laughs> I, it, it was a very well put together production. I mean, they had like jumbotrons and giant speakers and a stage and all of that. A lot of speakers in Columbus. In Columbus, and I heard then, that it, like the DC march was a bigger than the women's march and b more put like well put together because eight hundred thousand people. Okay, so that sounds less than the actual women's march. I, th- it was, I don't know. I it was think comparable. in DC it was larger the march for lives than the women's march. I guess it ultimately doesn't matter. It was they were both very very large, but like you and I were both at the women's march in DC, in DC and it was hard to hear. It was hard or to hear. Actually, I didn't hear or see anything. Nope. I had no idea where the stage was. Nope. It was more of a shuffle, so it sounds like they did like a better job organizing that. Maybe they learned from the women's march. Maybe yeah. they just had better resources. I'm sure they did. Yeah, yeah, that sounded great. The one in Columbus, uh, the audio was great. We could hear. Um, the speakers, uh, it was just kind of too many speakers in the lineup. Um, you know, <laughs> they were all the fine, but yeah. yeah, it's like, okay, let's, and, and so people started to march. Were they shouting march, march, march? Like they were in, in DC. DC. Yeah, no, they, they were. And then organizers were like, we don't have a permit to march through the streets oh, until no. one o'clock. So you're all going to have to wait. <laughs> oh, and, and so it was kind of awkward where people were starting to file out into the street, but then there were people in golf carts trying to hold them back. <laughs> and I think eventually they lost that battle. Um, <laughs> I did golf the card. opposite. They, they did a walk first and then they did the rally afterwards, which no, was nice. This was, and, and then once they got to the state house, um, I don't think the permit let them take the lawn and the stairs, but <laughs> the people did it anyways. Uh, and so then Sherrod Brown and Joyce Beatty and some other elected officials um, who, i sorry, I can't name, but I know there was more there. Uh, someone got them a megaphone and they were able to address the crowd from the statehouse steps, um, it, you know, which was kind of an impromptu thing, but it was a really powerful moment. Um and uh, and then we were out of there because I had my mother-in-law who's got some mobility issues and standing there on concrete for a long period of time wasn't great. So mm-hmm. I didn't um, go, but that's because of it's Thursday and I worked 88 hours. So yeah, I needed a break. You'd already done your DC trip for the uh, yeah. Oh my gosh! But really terrific marches. Akron sounds great. I found it really emotional. Honestly, I I did a lot of work at the Rape Crisis Center with our teen youth group. I ran it and. They were teens from that group that showed up at the march. And it was very interesting and awe-inspiring to me to kind of stand back and see them do it. And it was it was pretty great. Yeah. I had a couple speeches that I was like, some like young girls were doing like slam poetry and stuff like that. And they looked way cooler than I was when I was 16. It was right. really uh, impressive. <laughs> this girl was wearing a fringed leather jacket and she was like 15. And I was like, 
Your jacket's so cool. She's like, thanks, dude. I'm like, oh my God. I feel like they have more resources to be cool than we were. So true. Which is like both probably lots of pressure on them, but also like not fair to us. <laughs> like they have so like YouTube. I didn't have makeup tutorials on YouTube when I was 15. That would have been great. Every single 15 year old's brows are so much better than mine. And it's infuriating. I was like, oh, you won't have the embarrassing eyebrow photos from middle school. Oh, Rude. That's real. <laughs> They got very small, then they got very big, and then you had to shape them. It was a whole thing. Here's a conversation Gabe doesn't care about. Let's keep talking. (laughs) I was just thinking how my generation had to, like, go to the library and get microfish to see different... uh... Gabe doesn't have eyebrows. Nobody gets my microfish. They're there. No, we don't. But they're light. I don't... What is a microfish? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Once upon a time, they would scan newspapers onto these little slides Microfilm? Yeah, but there was microfish. There was two things, microfilm and microfish. Anyways. Are you making it up? No. <laughs> what is, what's the difference between microfilm and microfish? Uh, I think the film was on a reel and the fish was like a slide. It was like, okay. it was like an entire newspaper on a three by five index card of How did you film. do college without the internet? <laughs> we had the internet. There just wasn't that in, much information on it. Just, just a bunch of porn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> So, <laughs> <laughs> you're weak, Kelly. <laughs> Eyebrow tutorials, huh? It's a thing. Okay. There are 17,000 different types of products that you could put into your eyebrow. There is powder, there is gel, there is cream. <laughs> it's a whole thing. There is, there, there's this... this uh, show called Crazy Ex Girlfriend, <laughs> which is really good. There's a song she's where she's talking like, about it for days. It's so me. good. It's shut up. It's good. Uh, and there's this. There's an episode where she gets made over by like these 16 year olds, and they talk about um, fake eyelids. And she's like, "Is that a thing?" And they're like, "Yes." <laughs> that's how I feel whenever I talk about makeup products to anybody who doesn't know anything about makeup. Like, yes, that's that's a thing. I have not yet found fake eyelids. I hope I never do. <laughs> Actually, wait, no, that is a thing. But just not. I mean, essentially, like eyelid primer. No, it's like, like, you know, I'm talking about like, uh, like, uh, in like East Asian countries where they do eyelid surgeries. Oh, so I guess there are fake eyelids in a Mm -hmm. way. And like they can put it's it's a thing, but not related to like my culture. So I'm not going to talk about it. I don't know why that would be a thing. (laughs) Trying, Trying to live up to white beauty standards. Okay. There you go. Um, so I was going to talk some more about the March for Our Lives, but I suddenly remembered. I saw you uh, in makeup on Saturday. Oh, yeah. You were heading to an event. How was your event? It went really well. Uh, yeah, I did my burlesque show. It was a uh, Bustin' Stigma. This is the second year I did it. Um, and we raised just shy of $1,000 for Women Have Options. Um, and it was a great crowd, a really, really great crowd. We did it at Bossy Girls Pen Up Joint. Um, and uh, it started at 9.30 and was over before 12.30, which was great. <laughs> it's like an ideal showtime for me because I don't like being out late. Um, you looked very nice in the picture you Thank shared. you. I got bangs that day, which I have now. And I, <laughs> I, I think I look nice with them. Um, but it was a really, really good show. It was a lot of fun. Um, and so this was, just to be clear for listeners, a fundraiser to support Women Have Options. And they're Bolathon, yeah. So uh, all the funds that are raised for Bolathon, all the funds that are raised for uh, Women Have Options benefit, uh, like it's an abortion fund. So it's a it's a nonprofit that pays for people's abortions, people who can't afford abortions. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, this so. isn't like, let's help somebody fund their pap smear. This is to pay for abortion mm-hmm. care. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
and unapologetically so and they have a lot of support in columbus and like there's a lot of benefits for them and i it was really great to be able to do this again um last year i did the show when i was like 20 weeks pregnant (laughs) (laughs) so that was a lot of fun um and it got co- it got covered in Cosmopolitan, so like the like the national magazine. So that was cool. Did it really? Yeah, it did. That's how I announced my pregnancy to the world. I was like, "Hey guys, I'm doing abortion burlesque, and I'm 20 weeks pregnant." Surprise! Can you send me the article? I'd really like to read that. Sure. Yeah, cool. I made a, I made a birth control pill costume, um, and, and I did a, a dance number with it to Loretta Lynn's "The Pill." It's a song from what is it like from the 70s or is it earlier? I. I know all of the old <laughs> people trivia. It's a song about how uh, being on the birth control pill freed her from her abusive relationship and having too many babies. I I love I love a lot of like Loretta Lynn's old stuff, but like she's now like a crazy Republican. It's really sad. Really? Yeah. So like this woman who like clearly wrote so, like she has another song. You're the reason our children are ugly. Like she's clearly got some. Pro- uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that's a progressive view. <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> but like she she's had a sense of humor. She has like some fe- like has had some feminist standpoints, and now she's just like gone the other way. You're saying that Republicans don't have a sense of humor? No, I they don't. <laughs> I can talk about how terrible anti-choice memes are all day. <laughs> We did. We did have that conversation about memes. It's like, you're not funny. I could have made this better, and I don't even agree with you. <laughs> she sang that song in 1975. Yeah. <laughs> Two years after Roe, like, was legalized. When, did, when was it allowed, like, when was birth control allowed to be publicly available? Like, 71? I think it wasn't much before Roe. I thought it was 60. Maybe. Um, okay, so Advocacy Day is coming up. How's that going to go? Uh, I hope well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it depends on people showing up. Um, yeah, so Advocacy Day. This is, is it the 10th year we're doing it? Uh, I, I've been to eight or nine of them, so I don't know. So Advocacy Day is our annual lobby day. So there's a training, there's speaking in the morning, uh, information about the bills that we're talking to our legislators about, and in the afternoon you have a visit with your legislators. So you'll meet with your state senator and your state uh, house rep. um, Or their staff. Or their staff. uh, And tell them you want this to happen or you don't want this to happen. And it's it's just a way to, like, reinforce, like, hey, we are your constituents. Um, And you either thank them or you don't, depending on who you're talking to. (laughs) Um, there is a cost associated. It's $5 if you're a student and $15 if you're a general admission. Um, and just because we get questions about that every year, we're paying to rent a meeting space, banquet hall. It includes lunch. lunch. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not, it's not like we're charging you out the ass for this. Like it's to pay for the space and for food. And like, it's, we want you to enjoy like the time. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, uh, I mean, I lost my train of thought. You interrupted me. (laughs) Sorry. Griswold v. Connecticut legalized birth control in 65, but it wasn't until Eistat versus Baird, which made it uh, nationally legal in 72. Damn, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah, Advocacy Day is really terrific. The link to register is going to be in the show notes. Um, Everybody should come. It's, uh, It's a day that if you need to take, like, PTO from work, take a, a, you know, take a work day, take a sick day. I've done it before. Like that's, that's what, I, that's how I managed to go to my while. first one is I did PTO and it was, it was amazing and it was great. And it was a good crash course in Ohio politics, especially as it relates to choice. Um, and I, we have people ask us like, why don't you do this on the weekend? I'm like, because change doesn't happen on the weekends. It's nine to five Monday through Friday, like everything else. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was my, my one critical tweet uh, I put out during the March for Our Lives is, you know, 5,000 people on the state house lawn is amazing on a Saturday, but 
it'd be much more powerful to have 50 people in the state house on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when the legislators are there. That's when the press is there. Um, it's really, I mean, I, I understand like it sucks that we can't make change on the weekends because that's when we're free. But like, that's exactly why we can't. <laughs> right. Because no, everyone's free and they're not going to do work. Our legislature is nine to five and really only Tuesday through Thursday. And it's, it's so weird to me. They're like, oh, what are all these protesters? Like, why don't they have jobs? Because it's a Saturday. Why aren't you at work on Saturday? <laughs> right. Oh, there's no way to win. Yes. And that's the way the system's set up. Okay. Uh, link in the show notes to register. Please do. Um, Come meet me. I'll be yeah. there. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I've got Stormy <laughs> Daniels on the agenda. Do you want to talk about Stormy Daniels? I know nothing about it. You guys can talk about it. I didn't watch the 60 Minutes. I want to. I watch a lot of like late night, like Colbert and Seth Meyers and things like that. And I watched their coverage of it, but I'd be interested in going back and watching the full interview. I think it's a very interesting story. You I think probably a, got the gist of it from the late night stuff. Probably. I think a lot of people are kind of being like... He they, likes to be spanked. They, Is that what I heard? Yes, with a Forbes yeah. magazine, ironically enough. I have heard a lot of people say that it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, and I actually think that it does. So, yeah, I've I've heard um, and I've I've read criticisms in both directions. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a lot of people that say, "Hey, this was a, a crappy thing for him to do, having a wife who just had a child." Um, I don't think anybody's ever doubted that he's crappy. Right. He's a great businessman. I I think that's that's the the point where the right. you know conservative defense of him originates is hey we knew that he was <laughs> like this and okay we liked yeah we him did. anyway. Right. Um, you know and and I think people probably on our side of the aisle will say hey this was a consensual affair. Um, you know, it, it was consensual. It was between two adults who sure. are free to make a, you it know, their own decision. It honestly didn't sound consensual. Like, yeah, I, she like, yes, she said it was consensual and I'm not going to like disempower her, but like, she's like, no, I didn't want to have sex with him because he's like a gross 60 year old man. But yes, I did have sex with him. And I find like, it was like, okay, I don't think that's, that was a really weird point because Anderson Cooper, who I think did a very good job in this interview, he, he asked her you know, it kind of, you know, do you feel that you were a victim? And she very explicitly said, I am not a victim. So, you know, I... Do you think this has to do with the negative connotations of the word victim? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I I think it does. You know, I I think there's there's many layers that you can, you know, kind of peel away in this onion of exactly what it means to... Get out of my swamp. uh, You know, what it means to have you know, uh, um, enthusiastic consent, you know, versus just kind of <coughs> your basic level. She didn't object. Um, it's the Aziz and Starry story um, and the concepts surrounding implied force and power and what that means and being yeah. vocal versus body language. It's a whole thing. Yeah. The spectrum of, it's not just like rape or not rape. There's like a lot of things that fall in the center. Yeah. That's that's exactly you know where we're kind of at with this. Yeah, um, and you know then somebody else took uh, a look at this uh, and said, okay, normally, you know, and and I think you can make a, a Clinton Lewinsky <coughs> comparison here, which many people are. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, people said that that was 
you know, a, a consenting, you know, there is an employee-employer relationship there. So, again, there's more layers, but, you know, two adults. Um, if you're paying somebody, are they, are they your employee? Yeah. <laughs> um, but this person's point was uh, that they, they might not care about his disloyalty to his spouse if it wasn't for the fact that he's also very blatantly disloyal to the nation. Right. Right, right. And he's, you know, he's kind of cheating on all of us with Russia. And so then when you see that he won't even be faithful to his wife and he won't be faithful to us, then that is a, you know, a really genuine sign that we need to impeach this guy because he's not qualified to be, you know, a leader of this country. And this is a sign of that. Whereas maybe with Clinton and Lewinsky, yes, it was bad. Um, you know, and, and Clinton did get impeached. Um, but it, this has different implications because of Trump's failures in all the other areas of his job. Different implications in different contexts also, I think, because I think there's also a conversation surrounding campaign finance and like the money that paid her off and the the lawyers who were lying or not lying, or there's a whole extra layer to it, onions, layers. And I think that that has a part in it too. Yeah. Everybody loves cake. Sorry. I I was hoping you would. (laughs) I'm just like, my brain's full of Shrek. Okay. Everybody loves cake. Get out of my swamp. Okay. So we'll keep an eye on that. I'm sorry. What's coming up on the event calendar? We used to sing Let's Get It On because that was the name of the segment, but none of us sing anymore. So if you'd like to sing Let's Get It On, that's the name of the segment. Who sang that? Randy. Oh, okay. She was good at it. Oh. I need to get just an audio file of her singing that. And we'll, we'll Randy play. lives on in our podcast. Yes. Um, What's coming up in the event calendar? April 5th, I have my luncheon lobby with Representative Bridget Kelly at the University of Cincinnati. That'll be at the UC Women's Center. I need to create a Facebook event for that. I was about to say, yeah. You I know. Um, there's going to be like a like a, a brief like intro on what lobbying is, how to lobby, and bills that she's been interested in. Can you pull me a list of bills that she's working on? Yeah, sure. She did the uh, sort of intro welcome address at last year's lobby day and provided a really great sort of rundown of what it's... She's really cool. Yeah, she's terrific. It, it It was a great speech about, you know, visiting your legislators and what to expect and, you know, what sort of working environment they're in all that stuff. Yeah. So I'm going to do, I'm going to do like a brief training on what lobbying is and like what bill she's been working on. And then she's going to talk about like what brought her to office, what she's working on, what she cares about. And then like they'll open it up to students who are interested to talk to her about bills, about the things they care about. Um, It was actually really cool. I went to introduce myself at the national council of a hundred black women, like their lobby day. And I said, hi, representative Kelly, I'm, Kelly and she's like cool yeah I know who you are I was like ah <laughs> so that was cool um and uh so yeah that'll be April 5th it'll be like eleven thirty to 2 ish at the UC Women's Center um April 8th is my next crafternoon we'll be making uteruses for lobby day um if we don't have a lot they'll be going to people we love <laughs> It's like a cheek. Holy craft? Yes, a holy craft in Clintonville. It'll be one to five. Um, April 9th is my electoral phone bank. Ideally, the board will have their uh, finalized endorsements so I can talk to people about who we are endorsing and ask them to go vote in the May 8th primary. April 10th is lobby day. Uh, April 10th is also the next reproductive health happy hour in Columbus. Uh, the Facebook event is called Death Scorts Rising. <laughs> 
Uh, Best escort is a nickname that antis have given to our clinic escorts. It's they embrace it because it's funny. Um, <laughs> and they are raising money to put on a conference for clinic escorts in Columbus. Nice. Yeah. Uh, that same night, April 10th, is also the next uh, debate of Democratic candidates for governor. That's going to be done in Middletown. So oh. as soon as lobby day is over, I'm hopping in a car and driving. You have such an exciting life. Skippy, skippy. Yep. So. Um, April, that weekend, I'm going to be going to the CLIP conference in Massachusetts, so that's exciting. Okay. So that's the civil liberties and public policy. I'm having a weekend of abortion. Um, I'm very jealous. It sounds very fun. We were looking at the workshop like, types. I definitely want to go next year. Um, and then uh, April 21st, I think is about as far as we have dates for stuff. Bowlathon. Bowlathon. Yes. Bolathons. Yes. Uh, one in Columbus, one in Toledo. When uh, is preterms? I don't know. 26th? I don't have it on this thing. Sixth. Maybe it's the next. The next, the next chapter. Is it the next Friday? I don't know. That'd be the twenty eighth because the twenty sixth is a Wednesday. Then it's close to that date. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so check out uh, our Facebook page event calendar. It's where we've got information on all of these upcoming events. Uh, and that's it. So. How'd you like being on the podcast? I like it. I want to come back and do it again. I was okay. nervous before, but now it's fun. Well, now it's part of your job, so you don't have a choice. So. <laughs> you need to do videos, too. Okay. Uh, we'll see everybody next week. Bleh. Bye.